Welcome to Morning Till Evening. Today on New Year's Day, worry or worship. Turn your Bibles to Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, they took him with them in the boat, just as he was. And the other boats were with them. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Let me ask you as we begin, What do you worry about? What causes you to feel anxious and fearful? Could it be the loss of a loved one? your husband, your wife, your parent, or your child? Maybe a natural disaster like this past week um, during a winter storm here in the Bay Area. Until now, it's happening. Or even in the East Coast where people are frozen and buried in snow. Or maybe an earthquake. Welcome to San Francisco. How about a volcanic eruption? A criminal activity maybe in your neighborhood? Peace and order in your community? economic instability, losing your precious Christmas package in the delivery because it was dropped off at the wrong address to your neighbor's house, getting fired at work maybe, growing old, losing your hair, losing your health, and your own life itself, the war between Russia and Ukraine, and rumors of war that could erupt any time elsewhere and many other factors that can add to the list that could shake your foundation. And if you are keen enough in keeping up with the current trend these past weeks, so many called experts are predicting that the year 2023 is going to be a bad year. Many of us in the past and even today all around the world have experienced extreme, scary, and difficult situations in our lives at some point. But how do you do? What is your response? You see, over and over again, God tells us in His Word, Do not fear. Do not be afraid. You belong to me. I am with you always. And God's promise is true. And you can find at least 89 verses in the whole entire Bible where the Lord or one of His prophets commanded His people not to fear. One example is found in Isaiah chapter 43 verse 1 which says this, But now thus says the Lord, He who created you, O Jacob, He who formed you, O Israel, Fear not, for I have redeemed you, I have called you by name, you are mine. Fear not, 
is a command that God gives to His people, and it's one of the most common commands that you can find in many other verses in the Bible. Because God is supreme, and God is in control of all the situations that we go through. God created us, including everything we see around us. God has chosen us to be His people, and so we belong to Him. And God will allow even the bad, the sad, the painful, and the ugly things around us and turn them around and use them for His people and for our good. So, worry is not an option for the people of God. Now, back in the time of His teaching and preaching ministry, Jesus identifies two groups of people. First, are those who are listening and following Him for the purpose of gaining health, or wealth, or happiness, or job security, economic stability, physical healing, financial prosperity, thrills, and excitement. And number two are those who are truly coming to follow Him, who seriously and sincerely desire to listen and obey. So, for those who are intently paying attention to the Lord, they're just like, what's described in the Bible as the seed that fell on the ground and produced fruit even up to a hundred times as they become part of the family of God and closely got connected to Him like that of His own mother and brothers. And for those who only pursue Him for the benefits, the blessing, and the thrill are likened to the seed that fell on stony ground, growing but dies quickly, without even having the chance to bear fruit. So listen, and give close attention to God's Word, and observe what you hear from Him. Let it sink in your mind and heart. Press on with the truth, for in it you will find life. Now, Mark chapter 4 verse 35 deals with the problem of fear. And there are actually five situations that took place in this passage, but then we only have time to look at one story today for our starting point this year on New Year's Day 2023. This story was about when Jesus calmed the storm on the Sea of Galilee. As we study this passage together, I want you to identify what class or category of fear is being revealed to us here. Mark chapter 4, verses 35 to 41. Verse 35 says this, On that day, when evening had come, he said to them, Let us go across to the other side. Remember that Jesus was on the boat while he was preaching and teaching because there was not much room for himself on the shore because the crowd is getting bigger and bigger, squeezing each other, very eager to listen to him. Eventually, just as soon as he finished preaching, he got very tired. He didn't even get a chance to get off the boat and step on the shore that night. And so, he told his disciples, let's go over to the other side of the lake. And notice what it says on the next, in the next verse. The disciples took Jesus just as he was. Now, the Sea of Galilee is known to be unpredictable, and it's often hit, without a warning, by storms. 
But this one that hit during the time when Jesus and his disciples were cruising must have been the biggest of all storms. Now, the disciples were seasoned fishermen and seamen, and they're all too familiar with the Sea of Galilee as their home lake. And so they believe and expect that they could rise above any storm and nothing would threaten and scare them. But then we read in verse 37, And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. This shows that these men were getting into serious trouble, even if they were experts at sea. So the waves were breaking into the boat. The winds, the wind is cruel and fierce. And no matter how hard they strive to survive, their boat was already filling. The disciples were obviously working so hard to keep themselves afloat, keeping themselves from drowning. But wait, where is Jesus? This is the time when they needed him most. Verse 38 says, But they found him in the stern of the boat, asleep with his head on the cushion. What a sight to see. This is not fair. While we are here dying, he is there sleeping. This is just too much to bear. You could just imagine the disciples talking to each other. But let's keep reading the second part of verse 38. And they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? So the disciples woke him and said, Do you not even care? The disciples were thinking that Jesus cares more about getting his sleep than he cares about their lives. They're thinking the least that Jesus could do is to show some care or maybe assist and do something. By the way, have you said something like that to God in your time of difficulty? Lord, don't you know what I'm going through? God, please do something. Why are you allowing this to happen to me? Don't you see this big trouble I'm in? Lord, I've called upon you night and day, but you didn't answer me. You should do something about this, God. Can't you even show me that you care? And you see, humanly speaking, that's just a normal reaction. But hey, do you know what it means when you ask God those questions? You're telling God that He is not powerful, and He is not knowing, and He is not caring, and He is not loving. You're basically denying who God is. And you see, many things and situations have transpired, have come and gone beyond our control last year, 2022. In fact, there are too many. We couldn't even name them one by one. It's too much to bear. And they're too scary, wearisome, and troubling. So we don't want to even think and look back to reflect on them to haunt us. But as we transfer over to the other side, this new year, will you learn to trust God to be with you? You see, the disciples discovered their limited ability. They were worried and fearful about their situation. 
that were beyond their control. They realized no matter how hard they tried, they could not do anything about the storm. And in their fear, they blamed Jesus for not caring for them. You see, folks, fear is wrong, and fear is always a sin against God. When we encounter fear in our lives, it clearly destroys our illusion that we are in control, which in turn gives us a clear breakthrough in knowing the truth that God is the one in charge and He is in control of everything. Notice what Jesus tells them in verse 40. He said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? You see, the Greek word for afraid is not translated the same from the normal word fear. This relatively rare word is always used in a negative sense. So, in effect, Jesus is telling his disciples, You cowards have no faith. Now, did you realize that being coward is the same as a murderer, a sorcerer, an idolater, and a sexually immoral person? That's what Jesus says in other parts of the Bible, like in Revelation. So, Jesus told his disciples to take care and pay attention, listen to my words, don't trust yourself, but put your faith in God alone and obey his word. Why is it sinful for the disciples to be fearful? How does worry or feeling sorry for yourself affect you? You know why? Because fear makes you believe the lie that God is not in control, and He is not powerful, and He does not love you, and He will not take care of you. The disciples asked Jesus, Don't you care? Of course Jesus cares. And when we allow fear to influence us, we are thinking that God is a liar. Fear makes us think that God does not care and He is not in control. So a coward is a person who sins by not having faith in God because he is truly a follower who will not fear anything. This time I want you to read verse 41. And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Now the original Greek text is actually better and stronger than the English translation. It literally reads, They feared a great fear. So, What are they afraid of now, this time? After they saw the mighty power of Jesus being made manifest over the forces of nature, what was their response? Listen. God works all things together for the good of those who love Him. God uses our problems, our heartaches, our pain, our failures, our trials, our temptation. And God uses our accomplishments, our successes, our victories for His purpose and for our best. Now, if you are a child of God, and yes, you can become one right now, if you accept His gift of forgiveness as your Savior and ask Him into your life as your Lord. So, 
If you are a child of God, you are safe and secure in the hands and the love of God. That's God's guarantee. And that's His promise. He will not let you go forever until He takes you home with Him into His kingdom with fullness of joy in heaven. So do not fear. So let me ask you, where have you been last year? This past week, maybe. No, I'm not asking you about you going out shopping, dining, or traveling on vacation because of the Christmas and holiday season. But have you been a coward this week? Did you worry and fear about something? Have you thought about what another bad and wrong thing could happen this coming new year, this year that started today exactly? Remember, God, our Father, is all-powerful. And no matter what situation you're in, God is in control. Because He loves you, He will take care of you, and He will finally bring you safely home to His kingdom in heaven. So, looking back at the year 2022, God is indeed faithful. But what has God done for you? Can you prove that He is working things out for your best? Why don't you tell about your experience in Jesus with others to encourage them? Tell it to others who need to know Jesus as their Savior and Lord so that they too might come to receive His love, His forgiveness, and His salvation. And don't forget to remember the two messages about Christmas that the angel delivered. First, there is salvation in Jesus. And second, do not fear. So don't be afraid, because you don't have anything to be afraid of. You still remember those words from the hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem? Listen. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in. Be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell. O come to us, abide with us, our Lord, Emmanuel. Do not be afraid. You know why? Because when Jesus came, and if you ask Him to come into your life, your past is pardoned, your present with Jesus is powerful, and your future is secure with Him as He has promised, because there is power in the name of Jesus. And praise God that Jesus came. And a Christ-filled new year to you all. In the name of the Lord. So go out there into the world and report what great things the Lord has done for you. Amen. And that's morning till evening for this New Year's Day with your friend Jeremiah. Fresh new insights for the new year. Join me again this year and every day for fresh insights from the Word of God. Until next time, Jeremiah here saying, Go with God, 
for he goes with you.